Welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the honorable, the reverend, Slim Rev, a.k.a. Joshua Ezzy. PD. What's good, man? Hey, man. Feeling good, man. I'm getting rest, man. You sure? Go. You sure? Because yeah. you, you, you ain't got no corona going on, do you? No, I ain't got no corona, bro. I just thank you for what the corona has allowed me to have, and that's to be quarantined. Hey, that quarantine life is it. I haven't, hey, man. You know, I haven't had the pleasure of doing it. I've still had to go to work, but at least, you know, a lot of people are having the opportunity to uh, quarantine themselves. Listen, man, God is trying to let y'all know something, man. All you men that's neglecting your wives, wives mm. neglecting your children, families neglecting the home. Mm. God is saying, hey, come back home. Love each other. That's right. Get to know each other. Settle those wrongs. That's what he's doing. That's true. It is a unique opportunity for a lot of people whose relationships maybe have been, you know, busy with kids and work and school and running around to actually sit at home and look at each other and, hey, I don't really like you. Maybe we should work on this. <laughs> yeah. We've been allowing life to just pass us so by so fast that we forgot to actually look at each other and be like, do I love you? Do we? Should we, should we let this work? Right. All those who all those who shacking up right now, this is an opportunity for y'all to learn that y'all probably shouldn't shack up. There you go. You know, maybe you've just been ignoring the red flags that we pointed out in uh, episode. I don't know what episode that was. Maybe now you'll see some of those red flags and say, you know what? I don't think you're the one. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving after the quarantine. Because it'll be it, that's the worst thing to get, catch coronavirus from someone that's not the one. Mm. Absolutely. Hmm. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get it started because we've got a really good episode today. But before I get started, if you have not done so already, if you are new to the Good Guys podcast, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button. OK, hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know any time that we drop a new episode. We drop every Wednesday, but still hit the bell because we'll be dropping other videos and clips periodically as well. All right. Get involved in the videos. Hit that like button. Smash it. Smash the like button and drop a comment. Also, if you have any questions uh, you want to ask a good guy, drop them in the comments as well, and we will address them on an episode of the Good Guys Podcast. We've got one today, and that's coming later in the podcast, so we will get <clears throat> to that. Other than that, J.E., are you ready? Man, let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. All right. We're going to start as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances. And my grievance today, J.E., comes from something that I saw on TV. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, lately, as you know, I've been I've transitioned uh, to uh, veganism. Hurry up. Brad. Get, finish your sentence quickly on that. <laughs> Transition to veganism. No other transitions are going on here. That's good. That's good. All right. So, you know, I've been eating healthy. 
Um, and, and I've um, become conscious of, you know, how eating the wrong foods <clears throat> can affect you negatively and how, you know, down the line you'll end up paying for it. You know, people talk about how eating healthy is so expensive now and they can't, that's why they can't do it. Well, you know, it's expensive now, but you're going to pay for it later, right? Because you're going to be, you know, in the hospital paying for health care, paying for medications and things like that. So I'm watching TV the other day. And I see a commercial and I think we all know how, you know, these these medication commercials, you know, they talk about the, the what they're trying to cure or whatever, what it's supposed to do for you. And then they spend the next five minutes rattling off uh, side effects of the medication that are usually significantly worse than the actual thing that they're supposed to be curing. And I've known this for years. But this particular commercial, J.E., this particular commercial, they start rattling off, you know, the side effects. One of the side effects, Josh, was sudden death. Sudden? Sudden death. Not like might die, possibly could die, but sudden death? Not possibly, not, you know, slowly, you know, in a moderate, slow death, like sudden death. What, what am I taking this medication for if one of the potential side effects are sudden death? It, it, I don't know. Like, what could, what could you possibly... Matter of fact, I think the, uh, the, the, the medication uh, was for, like, allergies or something. I'll take allergies every day. Allergies for 500, Alex. Me too. Allergies? I'm taking an allergy medication. And the side effects are sudden death. What are we doing? <clears throat> Why am I taking a medication to cure? Oh, great. I, 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 I'm not sneezing anymore. Eyes aren't watery anymore. I'm, I'm clear. I'm mm, breathing great. Oh, and I just die. Cool. Sudden death. I just don't understand you know, it's been crazy for years, like hearing the side effects, uh, you know, that 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 come with these medications. But that one just took the cake for me, J.E. It just took me over the edge. How can you have a medication that you're supposed to cure my <clears throat> allergies, allergies, itchy eyes, you know, runny nose? These are things I can live with. You know what I can't live with, J.E.? What is that? Sudden death. Wow. Josh, how do you feel about this situation? Man, it's crazy, man, that we live in a world that treats the symptoms but never desire to treat the source of the problem. Mm. So you make, you, you got to understand, people make more money off of symptoms relieving them than they do to fixing the source. Because if I fix the source, you won't come back to me anymore. So if I treat the symptoms and then cause another symptom, then you'll come to my other medicine to treat that symptom. And then if you have another symptom from that symptom side effect from that side effect, then I'm going to have that other pill for that side effect. And now you got 10 pills you're taking every day. Listen, man, people don't care about healing and health and wealth. They care about killing you because they know if they can, if they can get you on a medicine for years, then they making residual income. There's no residual income off of health. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no residual income off of healing. Nope. So why would they want to heal you if that means that's it? And then you go tell everybody else and everybody's healed, then they have no business. It's unfortunate, man. And, and, I, and that's why I just I look at these commercials and I'm looking around like this made it to TV. 
Like, I, okay, cool. Okay, cool. The little animal that they got floating across the screen, the families hugging each other, <laughs> loving each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course, that's cute. But then do you hear the guy at the end? And I'm looking around like, you going to lose a leg? <laughs> Wait a minute. You may lose, you may lose your arm, may lose your leg. You may lose the pupil in your eye. Right. But the sudden death takes the cake. You mean to tell me that before this thing is fully dissolved in my stomach, I could die? <laughs> so this is going to take care of my allergies, but the allergic reaction that I may have to this medication may be that I will die? Yes. Die. Death. Yeah. I won't even take it. Gone. I won't even take it. No. You know what? Get some rest and drink water. That's probably the ba- That's probably the two main things you need to do. And change your diet. That's what it's it crazy. Be sudden death, BD. That takes the cake, bro. I, I, I wish I was there listening to that commercial. And then at the end, after you named everything else that may happen to you, and it also may cause sudden death, call this number 1 800. And then 10 years later, has anyone in your family have taken this? If they have, please call 1 800. Right. Some, 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 some. <laughs> right. You may because be entitled you may be... to compensation. But he's dead. I'm he dead. Died. <laughs> he's dead. How will I get compensated? <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's crazy out here, BD. That's why that's why BD. That's why BD. Listen, man, I, I take care of this vessel, man. Hey. The vision that God has for you needs a good vessel to carry it so people can see it through your life, you know? And that's why the good guys here, we're we're transitioning. <clears throat> we're we're out we go, we go, yes. we're going out on a break. No, no, yes. no, no, yes. No, we're, we're transitioning we're, here at no, the Good we, Guys we, Podcast. We are moving to something different. <laughs> We are in the process of we are in, something different. We are in Marion the process. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm not going to say the word. I'm just going to say the definition. <laughs> we are moving from one place to another peaceably. That's right. Yes. In the past, we have talked about a lot of food here on the podcast, and we will still talk about food here on right. the Good Guys Podcast, but there may be a, a slightly different focus. We might be putting y'all on some alternative options you know, to some of the foods that we enjoyed in the past, but healthier versions of it, because it is something that, you know, it, look, I'm not trying to be a buzzkill or ruin anyone's joy. <clears throat> hey, if that's, you know, if that's how you want to eat, that's fine. I'm not perfect. Like, you know, but um, it is something that we have to pay attention to, man. Like, I feel like, you know, God put everything on the earth really that we need to like God created our bodies Right. And he created the earth. He put everything on the earth that we need for our bodies to function at its highest level. But I think, you know, man in, in, in you know, in our imperfection, in our greed, we have created all kinds of foods to profit off of that are convenient and, and you know, that and that are efficient and cheap to make. But they're killing us. And so it profits the people who are creating those products <clears throat> because they're making money off of us. And then it's profiting the healthcare industry and, and, and big pharma because they're, they're not going to, they're not going to heal you. They're not going to tell you, Hey, if you eat these things, this will actually naturally cure, you know, what you have going on. They're going to sell you those medicines, which may cause sudden death. Um, and they're going to put it in a nice, nice commercial you know, it's going to be packaged nicely. There's going to be kids running, flying a kite on a spring, you know, sunny day and a husband cuddling up next to his wife on the couch so that it can distract you from the things that they're saying in the background that your, you know, your, your, your back uh, may randomly uh, <clears throat> d- explode your butt, uh, you know, <laughs> like the, 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 I can't even say the symptoms of some of this stuff. 
And legally, they have to say that. Right. So they have to put that in there. But they know that we are, that most people are not smart enough, that they care more about convenience than making sure that they're clean. You know, we live in such a convenience-focused culture that we do things for the moment, but we don't think about, am I going to be present in the moments that I want to be in? I want to see my daughter get married. I want to see my son get married. I want to be present and healthy. I want to be able to run around and play football with my grandchildren. You see what I'm saying? I want to be able to do things. And so when you always are prisoner of the moment, then they will supply you with those with those meals that are not good for you or will keep you from being in those moments. So that's why now with the good guys, man, we we, we that's what happens when you get married. <clears throat> Your perspective should change. It's true. It should change into legacy and not just, you know, conveniency. You know, for convenience. You know what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? That's hey, that's facts. Yeah. It is, you know. What who is it? Was it Paul? I'm not a biblical scholar, but he said when I when I was a child, I spoke as a child. That's you right, know, that's right. so as when, a child. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Like yeah. you know, when you single, when you growing up, you know, you just do what feels good. You just do you know what provides that instant gratification. When you get married, if you're you know you you start to think about different things. Like you said, Je, you start thinking about legacy. You start thinking about being around for your kids and your grandkids and your grandkids' grandkids. And, you know, setting the example and being healthy, like not, oh, there goes Grandpa B, you know, he's hunched over and he's in and out the hospital and can barely like, no, I want to be the example. I'm my grandkids looking at me and I'm out here running, you know, five miles, keeping up with them. They're like, man, how does he do that? Oh, well, look at the way he eats. Look at the way he, yep. you know, <clears throat> so you got to start thinking about legacy, man. Yep, that's right. Because what do you want to leave? You don't want to leave too soon, but you want to leave something great. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a person that because of my poor decision now, I leave too soon to leave a legacy. You know, I want to be able to be around for my future generation to say, you know what? That's the way we should live. That's why the Bible says a man. I know we're going to talk about men today, but the Bible says a man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Mm. So we as men should be the uh, the examples of I'm doing whatever I can take, at least for the first 40 years of my life, for the first 40 years of my life. I want to set my family. I want to set my last name up for legacy. I want my daughters to be like, you got to match my dad's last name before I even put your last name on the back of this jersey. Because what he left for us, I don't got time for some low-level dude to mismanage. And that's why, ladies, take care of yourselves. Do not settle for somebody else's last name if there's no value in that man's last name. Does that man got value? Is it an honor? I want my wife to feel honored to wear Ezzy on the back of her jersey. Right. I want my children children to be like, oh, I'm an Ezzy? Thank God. I could have been a Jenkins. I could have been. I could have been a, a, a Edwards. Oh, now I'm not talking. I'm not saying name. I'm just being funny. But I, any other name, you can have a, a wealthy last name, but still have a dysfunctional home. That's right. And so a man's focus or everyone's focus is what am I doing now for my children's children? Every decision I make daily, I'm thinking about my children's children. And when you when you think about your children's children, you'll think about what you chew. Oh my goodness. Mm. You'll think about what you chew when you think about your children's children. That's right. Because you pass your blood. Ooh, because your bad blood is going to pass down to them. And now you wonder why they diabetic and high blood pressure. Because now they've grown up in a home where you got salt and sugar everywhere. And we talk about generational <clears throat> curses. Like, yeah. that's that's what it is. You know, when you when you set the tone of, oh, we eat, you know, 
fried chicken and 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 shitlins and stuff like that. And then you know we look at our grandparents and our parents and things like that when they have you know these diseases, these chronic illnesses, diabetes, high cholesterol. And that stuff goes from generation to generation, and we call it a generational <coughs> curse. It is a generational curse, but it can be broken. Can like, be you broken. know what I mean? So when you it, when you talk about being the head of a household, when you talk about being a man, when you talk about, you know, generational wealth, health is wealth. That's so right. changing the way you eat, <coughs> setting the example for your family and for generations to come, which is what that will do. It'll set the example for generations to come. You can break those curses and it falls on the man. I've said it before and I'll say it again here on the Good Guys podcast. That is what we focus on. Like the man is the head of the household. The responsibility falls on us to do these things. Not to say that women can't take the lead on it. Hey, if you, you know, if you listening to us and you're like, hey, this is how we need to rock in my household. Talk to your husband about it. Um, But responsibility falls on the man. Listen, man, you got to make sure you have a good name and good blood. Life is in the blood. You don't know what you're passing down to your children through your bloodline. You see what I'm saying? And you got to clean up those blood cells by eating right. And you don't know what a tense body does to the blood. Stress messes with the blood. Anxiety messes with the blood. We don't even know to the levels by which sin affects the blood. You see what I'm saying? That's why people whose fathers and fathers had addictions and moms had addictions. How did that come in that kid's life? Could have been passed down through the blood. And that's why I just think it's very important for us to think our lives all the way down to the cellular level. How clean are your cells? How clean is your the the, the the little minor things, the little the real soldiers in your body? How are they feeling? How are they doing? Because it's important, man. And and that's why, you know, the good guys are about legacy. Like like this right here. I, you know, always every time I look at this, this is my legacy. There's six books right there. You see what I'm saying? Two card games, videos. You gotta you gotta think about what you're leaving because when I'm dead and gone at 80 something years old, 70, 80, depending on how long I wanna go. Because about time I start looking around, looking at myself, I'm like, listen, it's about time to go. That's right. I want to make sure I leave some residuals for my family. But you not, but see, people think that inheritance means money. No, inheritance is that you left a mindset. Right. You left a mindset so they're able to manage the money you leave them. Woo, my, man, we, we ain't even got, we ain't even got deep into the podcast you, and we, we drop it. Man, for, lo, for three low payments of $49.99, <laughs> bro, that's what y'all got. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got gems, man. Yes, sir. In the first 20 minutes. Amen. BD and I, we giving you, listen, man, man, BD. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's about is is leaving like that scripture. I think a lot of people gloss over that scripture. But yes, that is that is your job as a man to to leave, you know, leave an inheritance for your family. Like like you said, JE, that can be in a lot of different forms for JE. He's got his books, he's got his intellectual property. For me it's real estate. I'm buying up properties. Yeah. And I'm you know, leaving that to my kid. There's a lot of different businesses. You can start businesses, leave that to your children. And like you said, the mentality, you know, changing the the mentality of how your family looks at food, how your family, you know, uh, takes care of their bodies. Is stuff that you can change and you can pass down from generation to generation. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. And that's what we're all about here on the Good Guys Podcast. And you got to think about it now. Think about all it right. now. Don't wait till you're 50 to think about it. Think about it while you're young. And if you're 50, it's not too late to think about it. 
Exactly. You got to think about go and repent. Go, not well, getting all deep. Go and tell <laughs> your go to go to your kids. Say I'm sorry for how I've been showing you life. Yeah, I'm. A, we're gonna we're gonna eat differently because I promise you, you save more money going to Whole Foods eating healthy than you will eating poorly and have to pay thousands of dollars in in, in hospital bills. And their techniques don't even help you. Don't even don't even heal you. That's true. <clears throat> all right. We're gonna. That was supposed to be the airing of grievances. It wasn't. We wasn't supposed to be dropping gems during the airing of grievances. Yeah, no. We dropped some. Airing of guidance. There you go. You got some. Got some extra gems today, free of charge. Yeah, that's what we do here. We'll get on the back end. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get them. We're not in the, not from y'all. We'll see. The Lord is our mm. source. See oh, God. That's did. why. Hey, well, see. Listen, I'm gonna teach you. Let me, let me tell them. Teach people something. You got to be okay with giving things away for free. That's right. It, because if you give for free, you reveal that you're an expert. And mm-hmm. when you reveal that you're an expert, then you have multiple levels to offer sources that the people will be willing to pay for. But if you always looking to get money and you're not, it's, the Bible says it's blessed to give than it is to receive. That's right. Absolutely. We're not talking All about right. money. Make sure I ain't, I ain't want y'all thinking we want those preachers. Got the little, the little thing at the bottom talking about giving. We're talking about giving of your gifts and your talents. And then you'll reap at the back end. But God, God's got you. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into the main topic of the day that you have all been waiting for. All right. I know all the ladies of the Good Guys podcast have been patiently waiting and counting down the hours because we got on the ladies last week. And I told you guys it was a two part series. Mm-hmm. All right. So now the time has finally come. We're going to get on the men. All right. Last week, we talked about four mistakes that women make in relationships. Mm-hmm. This week, we're going to get down to it. All right. We're going to get in down to the nitty gritty. All right. We're going to talk about four mistakes that men make in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is this is where it really counts, man, because anytime I hear about, you know, a, a couple who's having issues in their relationship, no matter what it is, 97.9% of the time, I'm looking at the man. There's something you're not doing uh, in some kind of way. All right. So today we're going to talk about four mistakes that men make in relationships. This is not an exhaustive list. Um, there are actually a lot of other points that both of us you know, wanted to talk about. But in the interest of time, we're going to keep it to four. We might do some more um, in a different video on another day. But for today, we're going to go ahead and get it started with the first mistake that a lot of men make in relationships, and that is the inability to lead. Mm. All right. So as a man, that's your responsibility. Your responsibility is, as dictated by God, to be the head of the household, to be the leader of the household, to water your wife and your family with the word. That is our job, okay? And a lot of times, men are not, you know, suited to be a leader. They don't know how to lead, and they just, quite frankly, do it wrong. And I think a lot of times, men have the idea that, you know, oh, because I'm the head of the household, I am automatically, you know, by default, the leader, and you are required to listen to me. And they lead in that way. And that's not the proper way to lead. 
um, you know, you have to give your wife something to submit to. The Bible tells the woman, you know, wives submit to your husbands, um, but you have to give her something to submit to. Okay. The leadership that comes from you starts from your personal relationship with God. So that's you being plugged into God, you spending time with God, you hearing from God. That's how the chain of command should be. God, okay, you're submitted to God. He communicates to you as the head of your household and you submit, uh, you you relay that to your wife and, you know, she disperses it to the your children and things like that. That's the chain of command, <clears throat> okay? So if you're not plugged in and your relationship with God is not where it should be and you're not hearing from God, then you can just be telling her anything. Your opinion could be based on what you're, the stuff you're watching on TV, the music that you're listening to. So you're giving her bad information. And if she's plugged into, you know, her relationship with God, she's like, mm, that don't sound right. And she's not going to, she's going to, she's not going to feel comfortable and secure submitting to you and your <clears throat> leadership. And it's not going to work. Okay. So that's the main point if you are not plugged in, if you do not have a solid relationship with God, you're not going to be able to lead properly. Yeah, man. If you, if leadership begins with being led, that's why I tell every man what's or who is leading you. A lot of us men, we get our intel and information from all types of influences. Your sole source of influence, your sole source of information has to be God. If you're not led, you're dead because he's the living life. If you want to have a vibrancy in your marriage, a vibrancy in your relationship, a vibrancy in every area that you're in, you have to be led by the spirit of God. He is the spirit that empowers you to be sacrificial. And that's why men have to understand the importance of being a servant leader. Servant leadership is the key about being a man. If you really want to see your wife naturally submit to you, you have to first be sacrificial. You have to sacrifice. You have to be a living sacrifice. Romans 12 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice that in order for me to live, I have to sacrifice something. And men, you have to understand that you have to die first before the expectation of your wife to die, because chances are if they see you dead and see Christ alive in you. Arising, arising in you, they don't mind submitting to that. And that's why the responsibility of leadership is, is denser than what is portrayed. Just because you have something between your legs don't make you a man. You say it makes you a male. It doesn't make you a man. You see what I'm saying? So I want to be a man based upon attribute, not just a male by anatomy. You see what I'm saying? So if I, if I am a man of God, then I don't mind being a servant leader. Like my wife, she, she, she ain't even touched the dishwasher. You see what I'm saying? If she if she is willing to to submit her time to cook for me, who am I to go sit on the couch and go take a nap? I'm going to put those dishes in the dishwasher. I'm going to say, what can I do to make sure? Because I it's something about being a leader because you a leader thinks two moves ahead. Mm -hmm. A leader thinks three moves ahead in order for me to have a happy home. Let me make sure I change first, because if I change first, I can remove certain consequences out of my home. Right. That if I make a decision to do better, I don't have to worry about a restless home. And so in order um, to, 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 to really add vibrancy to your relationships, to add life, you have to be led by the one that's living inside of you. But so many men full of ego, full of all these different things, they feel like that that's that what their view of leadership is God's view of leadership. And that's not the case. And I have some points here is that I want men to understand 
is that whatever you don't tend will end. Mm. You have to tend your woman. Yes. You have leadership is I'm thinking about you because think about it, man. If you take care of her, she will naturally take care of you. Right. You have to go in not with expectation, but but with 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 service. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expect my wife to do things for me, and I just sit back and do nothing. No, I'm gonna act first. Right. Leadership is intentionality. I think that's the word, BD. Being intentional. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make the move first. Anytime as issue has been in my home, I looked in the mirror, BD. Right. Because her emotional instabilities. Because I I I. I did something that made her feel unstable. Right. If my stability comes from Christ, I don't have to worry about an unstable home. But that's those are my first few points on that BD. I have some more, but I, I you seem like you might have something to add. I there's there's just so much like that you there's could so talk about more. when it comes to leadership. <clears throat> it, it probably should be a video unto itself because there's so many aspects of it. But I'm glad you pointed out just like you know like leadership does not mean that you are a dictator. And I think that's where I I said it, I touched on it earlier, but I think that's where a lot of guys get confused. And I like how you talked about like being a servant Mm -hmm. that like lead, lead from the front. Like, you know what I mean? Like leadership is not just, oh, I'm just barking orders and you do what I want you to do while I sit on the couch. Like leadership is is leading the way, leading from the front. You know, if my wife, if I, like you said, if I see that my wife prepared dinner, hey, babe, I got the dishes. You know, if I see my wife is struggling, you know, getting all the kids, wrangling them to, to, you know, getting them to bed, I'm helping out. Hey, babe, what can I do to help? Like I'm involved in this process. I'm leading. As the man of the house, you should be dying to yourself more than anybody else in the house. Or at least that should be your mentality. I know women sacrifice so much for the family and we can't even like begin to, you know, describe how much they have to sacrifice. But in your mind, you should be, I'm going to sacrifice more than anybody else because this family is my responsibility. And BD, that's your last name. Right. You should take it for for anything that has my name on it. I pay my bills on time because my name is on that. Right. Man, a, a, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. So if you if you have the audacity to to try to bring a woman to submit to have your last name, you got to honor your name first. If that ladies hear me closely, if that man doesn't honor his name, ask that man what ask that man to show you everything his name is on, and look at see if it's late to see if it's delinquent to see because if you don't care about his name in front of people who he put his name on then how why you would submit your your last name to to his last name and man you gotta you gotta say you know what as far as me and my house right anything that has my name we're gonna serve the lord and that's what gives you i think we're gonna talk about this a little later a backbone so that if your wife is is whatever you know for a fact we stand on god that's why the bible didn't say women wash their man with the word no that means you should know more word than her. That should be the expectation. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some brothers that meet a meet a girl, and she's been in church all her life, and that's understandable. But you should be in that Bible more than her. You should be in that word because you know for a fact if she gets in an emotional state or she gets afraid or nervous about life because they're emotionally built, you, you say, no, no, babe, this is what the word of God says. We stand on this. And that's what leaders do. 
I'm telling you, BD, it's very important for men to understand that they must die first and die every day. And it, it, death ain't easy. Because you'd be looking at your wife and I and be like, man, I got to die for this. Yes. You have to die for it. You should have never got married if you wasn't if you wasn't ready to die. Absolutely. And sometimes <clears throat> that leadership, it does mean having a backbone. And, and so as a leader, you should be setting the course for your family, right? Mm-hmm. This is, you know, th- these are the things that we're going to prioritize. This is what we're working towards. And it's not something that you just come up with on your own. You know, you can consult with your wife, you know, take into account, you know, her um, her strengths and her <clears> gifts <throat> and her calling. But as far as like, sometimes you're going to have to steer the ship, you know, where it needs to go. It's like, sometimes you're going to have to say no is what I'm getting. At. <clears> throat> there throat> will be times when your wife may want to, you know, make certain purchases or go on certain trips, you know, or maybe live a certain type of life. And you as a man have to be able to say, Hey babe, we're not ready for that yet. Okay. We need to be, we need to scale back. Okay. We need to save our money. This is what I want you know, this is what I see for us. This is what we need to be working towards. Sometimes you have to be able to do that. Sometimes you have to, you know, we're moving a little bit too fast. Okay. And if you don't do that, she's and and just because and and when you do that, sometimes she's gonna get mad, right? That'll happen sometimes. They that it and it's okay, but sometimes you have to make that call. And what'll happen is she'll be mad in the moment, but down the road when she sees, okay, you know, I, I see like we're stable now, we're coming up, you know, we're we're being we're able to do the things that he said we we're gonna be able to do. <clears throat> She's going to appreciate it in that moment. She might not. So sometimes that can happen. You might have a wife who's, you know, on top of the finances and she's actually better with her money than you. But whatever the situation is, whether it's money or whether it's, you know, something else, you have to be the one. Sometimes you have to say no. Sometimes that's what leadership is. And it's not just always okay, oh, I just want to do whatever it takes to make my wife happy. Like, I don't want to be a bad leader because, you know, I just said something that made her mad. Like, no, sometimes you have to make that call. And sometimes she's not going to be happy about it. That's still leadership. You got to be okay with conflict. You got to be able to resolve conflict because at the end of the day, see, women focus on nurture. Men focus on structure. You see what I'm saying? So as the woman's worrying about nurture, sometimes in nurturing, you may be not, I won't say naive, but in nurturing, sometimes you can be distracted because you're looking at what, what you may need, what the home may need. But the man's looking at structure. A man is supposed to be the cover. He's supposed to be able to see down the road. That's, that's what makes the woman able to nurture fully because right. you're, because she trusts your foresight. She trusts that you're exactly. able to see. And so if that sometimes while she's focusing on nurturing, she may send something up to you to say, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. But you're able to see further down the road because you focus on structure while she's focusing on nurturing. And that's and that's what that's what balances the home out. And sometimes you're going to have conflict, but you got to be okay. And conflict doesn't mean yelling. One thing I learned is using an even voice. Do not uh, do not allow her. We're just saying. Do not allow anyone to get your voice raised. I've right. learned early on yelling doesn't get nothing done. No. Because what that does is now you fight an emotion with emotion. No, you're supposed to be fighting that emotion with the word and the stability of God. 
because you're the one that's supposed to be in the word. You're supposed to be able to reassure her that our faith is in God, reassure her that uh, whatever. And always as men, leadership is also admitting when you're wrong. Absolutely. Admitting when you're wrong, because that will let your wife know that you that the perfect one is not you. The perfect one is Christ. That's right. why a marriage will not last without three people, three persons, because God has to be the mediator. God has to be the one that says, you know what? This is right. This is wrong. That's why I tell men, make sure you're right. If you want to make a decision, make sure you're right. You know how you guarantee to be right? Check in with the one that's righteous, the one that knows mm-hmm. everything. Because in order for you to be right, you got to be righteous. And Jesus imputed his righteousness on you. So now you have access to the Father. And his Bible says, if you lack wisdom about anything, mm-hmm. he'll give it to you. So even if your wife is whatever, you know you sought God about that before this conversation. And make right. sure you right. Because one thing that made that has made my home peaceful, I have a sound track record of being right. <laughs> not right. No, 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 no. Being right in decision making. I'm not talking about like in arguments, like, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm taking points. I've been right. I'm talking right, about right. like my wife is like, oh, you was right about this house. Oh, you was right about this. Oh, right. you was right about. We're talking about leadership rightness, like being right, right in leading. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <clears throat> not being right in winning. Right. Listen, one thing I learned about is lose the battle and win the war, fellas. Take that L. If she right. wants to get in her emotions, she wants to argue, take that L. Say, babe, I must have did something wrong. I'm going to go take some time to reflect. I'm going to do something differently. And you do the difference and then keep it moving and win the war. Because you'll lose so many battles trying to go back and forth with the woman. Because listen, fellas, this is just real talk. The way the enemy gets to the head is is going through the thing that's connected to him. How did Adam fall through Eve? The devil didn't come to Adam face to face. He knew the best way to get to the head is to go through the gift, to get through the gift. That's why you can't overly love your wife. And what I mean by that, you cannot love your wife more than God, because what if she passed you a fruit that you weren't supposed to eat? And let me tell, let me, let me hop in here. Cause me and my wife was talking <clears throat> about this the other day. Yeah. Even in that situation, right? Eve brought him the apple. So, you know what I mean? Like we talk about whose fault was it? Well, Eve kind of brought him the apple, right? But when it came down to God, who did he go to? Mm. He wasn't worried about what Eve did. He went straight to Adam. And this is why I say everything I say about the Good Guys podcast and how we focus on the men. He went straight to Adam God and said, you. I'm coming to you. What What's going on? And Adam was like, well, this woman that you sent me gave me the ass. He was like, no, 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 no. God wasn't having none and of that. Then, and then, BD, he had the audacity. Ooh, I'm about to preach. <laughs> Two things in that sentence that men do that immediately cause them to fail. He said, the woman you gave me. He blamed the woman and he blamed God. That's the issue that causes men to fall. I tell people all the time, why did God go to Adam first? Because did, why would God ask Adam a question? Because maybe his response would have gave, would have opened the door for forgiveness. Right. Because if Adam would have simply said, God, it was my fault. If he had accepted responsibility mm. as the head of the house. We would have been in Eden to this day. Butt naked with some leaves on, eating fruits and vegetables. Eating fruits and vegetables, no pain, no suffering. Men have to take full responsibility for what's going on in their home. 
He did two things that a lot of men do. God, this is the job you gave me. God, this is what you put me in. God, you the one gave me that dad, that mom. It's your fault the reason why I'm here. Or it's the woman's fault. Or it's the man's fault. It's that. Oh, nope. I take full responsibility the for my life. With me as the it's, man of the household. <clears throat> the buck stops with you. I'm not going to expect my wife to get two or three jobs. If we're going through trade, I'm working five. All day. Oh, man. Man, we might have to do part two because, man. I'm telling you, bro. Like, that first point is a whole we, video. We have to do that so. leadership. We have to do that leadership point again because I want to go through. I want to think about some points. Yeah. About leadership. I really leadership. want to break that down because it's a lot. Like, I'm telling you, man, like 97% <clears throat> of relationship issues. I'm sorry, but it comes to the man. You're not doing something right. You're not leading. She doesn't feel secure with you. You're not leading. You got to develop the right type of leadership style, man. Oh, that's another video. I'm done. I'm done. Right, because we're going we're gonna to leave that point alone. Because <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll be here all day on leadership, like for real. All right. Point number two. Uh, breaking, breaking trust and lying. Mm. Four mistakes that men make in relationships. One of them is breaking the trust of your significant other and or lying to your significant other. One of your main responsibilities as a man is to, so you have two primary responsibilities, to provide and to protect, right? So one of the main ways that you make your significant other, your spouse, your wife feel secure, feel safe is by her being able to trust you, her being able to trust your word. The moment you break that trust, She's no longer safe. She's no longer secure in what you're telling her. You can be telling her the realest knowledge that you got out of the best book. You know, you could tell her straight from the Lord. But if you have broken her trust <clears throat> in the past, if you have lied, she caught you in a bold faced lie. She's questioning. She's like, ah, I don't know. It kind of sounds good, but I don't know if I can really trust this guy. Like, bro, this is not, especially when you talk about marriage, mm -hmm. we're not talking about just your homies, you know, that you came up with or, you know, somebody, a work associate at work. We're talking about your spouse. Don't get caught <clears throat> lying. Mm. I don't want not. Let me rephrase that. I don't, don't lie. say don't get caught. Don't lie. Don't lie. If there's nobody else on this planet that you should be able to be 100 percent honest with. It is your wife. And if you can't be 100% honest with your wife, I don't need, I mean, what do you have? What are you doing? Maybe you chose the wrong one. Maybe I don't need to be together. Maybe you're not ready for marriage. I don't know what the case is, but you should be able to be 100% with your wife. Okay? Don't break that trust. Don't break, man, like me and my wife are tight. Like I tell my wife everything. Like, when sometimes like I, I hope my parents not watching sometimes my parents will tell me stuff and be like you know it, you know that you know don't don't tell you know don't tell Blythe but uh da 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 I'm like look I'll stop them if you don't want Blythe to know don't tell me don't tell because me. <laughs> and, don't yep. tell me like we talk about everything <clears throat> I'm going to tell her like I don't know how other you know couples rock Maybe they, you know, keep stuff from each other. Maybe they don't talk about everything. But I'm telling you right now how we rock. If you want, if you telling one of us something, the other one's going to know. Because we are one. That's, That's right. how it's supposed to be. 
I fully trust her. She fully trusts me. You should not have passwords on your phone and not be able to let your wife see your phone. I'm not saying that that's just something you should practice. Hey, babe, uh, once a day, uh, here, you go look through my phone. But hey, if she happened to pick up your phone, you shouldn't be having to jump over there and tackle her. And you like, shouldn't be dude, sweating. You should be like, hey, look at it. I ain't got nothing to hide. And that's that's how you should be as a man. You cannot break the trust of your spouse. Once you do that, she's going to have a hard time submitting to you. Everything else that you're supposed to be doing as a man and as a couple is going to fall apart because she cannot trust you. Man, I have so many points for this, man. The best way to not lie is to avoid opportunities that you that will set you up to lie. Mm. It's called discipline. You know, right. if you know for a fact, hey, I always think three moves ahead. This man that you have to think about, think three moves ahead. Sometimes if you don't only think about the first move, the first move don't really add consequence. Okay, I might get caught. You got to think about three moves ahead. If this falls through, what will happen? If that falls through, oh, the third step lets you know, man, you in big trouble. What keeps me out of issues and trouble is to is to put myself emotionally in being caught doing something. To put myself emotionally in the environment of my wife being hurt. Let me feel that moment. Mm. That's what keeps me from even making a dumb decision. Because if you know for a fact, hey, anything you do with somebody or anything else or you lie about something, you got to lie in that bed knowing that you lied. Listen, let me tell you something. I got something right here, man. Honesty adds trustworthiness to your word. Mm-hmm. If you're honest, you don't have to worry about your word being questioned. You don't have to worry about being questioned. I don't want to be in a home where I'm always second guessed. I want my words to be heavy, my words to be pure. So all I got to do is speak it and it's accepted. Next point I have. You lose more in dishonesty than you do in honesty. Mm-hmm. You lose more. I wrote this down while BD was talking. That's why I like this format. You lose more in dishonesty than you do in honesty. And what I mean by that is, is that sometimes you feel afraid to tell the truth, fellas. Right. But if you're a man of to tell the truth, you gain more in stepping up and taking that heat in the beginning. Right. You, 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 you feel like if I tell her this, I'm going to lose everything. No. God's grace is there. Go to God and say, God, look, man, I messed up. I've sinned against my wife. I've sinned against you, Lord. And Lord, I know as a man, I got to do what I got to do. But because I came to you, Father, I made a mistake. You know, deep in my heart, I didn't want to do this. But God, I still need help in this area. God's going to lead you to his wife, to your wife. And God's grace is sufficient. But if you continue to walk in pride, the Bible says he opposes the he opposes the proud, but gives more grace to the humble. So if you're willing to say, you know what, babe, I see the tide coming. I know if I don't tell the truth now, it's going to be worse later. Yep. So I'm going to tell the truth now and trust God's grace than to continue to be in my pride and lose everything. You lose more in dishonesty and continuous dishonesty than you would in, in strong uh, uh, heavy honesty. Because what's going to happen is if you get caught in that lie, Ooh. bruh, like you, you, you'll you never, <clears throat> a lot of relationships are ended because, you know, and, and, uh, and let the man tell it, 
oh, she's always nagging. She's always, she don't trust me. She fault. always asking me what I'm doing, where I'm going. Like she constantly nagging me. I can't take it. Bruh, that's why. Cause you got caught in a lie and now she doesn't trust the words that are coming out of your mouth. You reap what you, you sow. Exactly. If you mess up and you go to your wife and you let her know, yes, she's still going to be mad at you. Yeah. But, but in let- the long run, she's going to say, you know what? If nothing else, He'll tell me I that. know that he's going to tell me the truth. So if he's not telling me nothing, okay, I believe, you know, I'm good. I'm secure. Oh, my bad, BD. I'm sorry. That was it. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> I just wanted to interject. That's real, right? man. <clears throat> because she might be mad at you in a moment, but when she lay down at that pillow, she's going to be like, you know what? I know that he's mad enough to tell me even if he did something real bad. That is thinking about him of her mind. Because she'll think about, even though I'm mad at him, wow. He could have lied and kept going. I would have never known. But right. the fact that he came to me knowing he did something bad towards me shows me that, yo, what he did was wrong and jacked up. But I, I wow. That's that's all, that's how you're supposed to leave your woman even in the midst of, of, of a mistake. Is that you came, you met her before the mistake met her. Whoop. You came to her before the mistake, but women don't want to be embarrassed. <clears throat> exactly. All you got to do is go to her and say, this is what I did. Because, because people think that I sinned against my wife. Sinning against my wife will lead me to communicating. No, it's the fact that you sin towards God. The fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. It, if you, that's why you got to love God more than your wife. Because mm. if you if you sinned against your wife, you sinned against God. And if you and God are tight, God ain't going to have you not say nothing to your wife. Right. And because you love God, God, you're right. I got to go talk to my wife about this. Because you know you trust God to give you grace to, to talk to her, to let her know what he did was wrong. But look at his heart, though. His mm-hmm. heart was right towards me. You see what I'm saying? That's right. I have also another point here, man. <clears throat> it's easy to lie to others when you've been lying to yourself. The reason why we lie to people because we've been used to lying to ourselves. So we've been lying to ourselves and created our own fictitious character that's not real. And so we Mm. create fictitious things in the reality world and wonder why we get consequences. And now you have to set yourself up to lie because you thought you was the man when you're not the man. And all you had to do was realize, you know what? I've been lying to myself. I'm not that dope. When (laughs) When I realized that I'm not that dope, my marriage had hope. Right. I begin to realize, you know what, Josh? You suck, bro. You you yeah. you suck without God. You suck, bro. Mm-hmm. It makes me depend on God like never before. And I walk humble around my house. Not a pansy. I walk humble and lowly in spirit. Because I know I am nothing without the Lord. That's right. That's why I don't lie to myself. Because when you lie to yourself, you put yourself in situations that will force you to lie. I know good and well I'm a man. So I don't go, I don't go to places that I know that my man may rise. You see what I'm saying? I don't go places where I know that 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 is that I'm, I'm not sitting there saying that a man is wise. A man knows where not to go. Right. A man knows who home to leave, what woman not to be around. He knows what environments to not be around. Because there's certain environments that a good godly man can't handle. Because at the end of the day, you're still a man. Until you in heaven in your glorified body, you still got this messed up one. And so right. you got to be able as a man say, you know what? I'm going to avoid all evil and all appearances of evil. Woo. Right. That's another level. Yes, sir. You got to make sure because you don't know who snooping around you hoping to catch you fall and you was doing good, but you forgot there how it looked. 
That's why you can't be in a room with a woman by yourself. It don't matter right. who I, we meet in the cafeteria. You want to meet with me? Right. I'm in the cafeteria. You want to meet with me? You're going to be where there's five, six different exits and I'm around other people that's at least 10 yards away. I'm going to shun the appearance of evil. I'm going to stay away from evil and I'm even shun the appearance of it. This, will my wife be happy that I'm in this environment right now? Right. Will my wife, if my wife was to walk in right now, would this look a little suspect? Exactly. If somebody else walks in here, will it look suspect? And I'm Does God see this as suspect? Go ahead, BD. And I'm <clears> glad <throat> you're going there because, you know, I, I don't want anybody to think, obviously, you know, look, you shouldn't be cheating on your wife yeah. at all as a man. But we're not just talking about when we talk about breaking trust, when we talk about lying, we're not just talking about like physically cheating or even emotionally <laughs> cheating. Sometimes it's just like J.E. said, the appearance of evil. If you are in a, you know, in a room with another um, female, you know, it may be innocent. But if somebody goes by and they see that and they report that back to your wife and you ain't said nothing to your wife about it. Now you got a problem. Now you're, you know what I mean? Her you, trust in you may be, you know, maybe um, compromised. But you, so, you better make sure you was uh, meeting with a caterer for her birthday party. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where, you know, being sensitive to the spirit as a man of God and being plugged into God kicks in and says, hey, number one, it, it should kick in before you get that's into right. the room with that female and you avoid the situation altogether. But say, hey, you, you have an off day. You ended up talking to her you in the room alone and you, you know, that the spirit should kick in and be like, Hey, that's probably not a good look. Well, how would your wife feel if she saw you in this room talking to this chick, mm. you know, without anybody else present, you know what you're right. You go talk to your wife. Hey babe, look, I was in a situation at work. Like, you know, I was talking to, um, another female, we was in a room alone, like, you know, other people was around, other people walked, or, you know, may have walked by. Like, I just want to let you know, nothing happened. I love you. I'm not even thinking about. Just want to let know, you know, just in case it gets to you. I just wanted to let you know in case it gets back to you or anything like that. Like nothing happened, and you know, she'll probably still slap you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but then she'll, I'm just she'll, she'll she, yeah, she'll still slap, but she'll kiss that slap later, man. She'll be like, you know what, you're right. Thank you for letting me know. Thank Fellas, you for not having me out here looking crazy. A leader thinks even about his boundaries before they before he even before he even needs to implement them right so even because we understand demons are crafty they know where you lack boundaries they know where the breaches are they know exactly where that person is not they they want you to look bad because there's nothing worse than doing nothing wrong but it looks wrong Exactly. So what you got to do is you got to cover yourself at all times because a man, the enemy knows how to send the right woman at the wrong time mm. just for the look, even though you run out, but even, but even Joseph left his coat. Oh my yep. goodness. Yep. See, see Joseph, yep. Joseph should have never been in that house without Potiphar. So people read the Bible thinking that Joseph was just, no, Joseph was in Potiphar's house where Potiphar wasn't because why did he run out the house? Joseph mm -hmm. should have been smart enough to be like, yo, I'm in the house with Potiphar. She ain't going to do that mess with Potiphar in another room. So Joseph mm -hmm. made a mistake by trying to serve his master while his wife was there. Mm. And the thing about it is we don't even know if he was doing that previously because she had enough uh, 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 whatever to, to, to try him because he knew Joseph was going to be in the house. That's why Joseph should have never, never been in the house without Potiphar because Potiphar would have known. I would have ran to Potiphar. Yo, Potiphar. Yeah. Yo, your wife tried to make a move on me, bro. 
Or or if you know that she got Potiphar's heart, hey, you just leave the room, go where Potiphar is, just follow Potiphar. That's it. Like if I'm ever kicking it with uh, J E and Brittany, and J E is like, hey, I'm about to run to the store. I'm running to the store. Go, no, no, I'm man. To the store. That's common sense. <laughs> not because my wife gonna make a move, but because no. that's just not wise. Because it's just not you gotta wise. be, you gotta do wise things periodically. So when it's time to be wise, you can be wise. Right. So so you you practice things even like with my nieces. No, you don't sit like that. Don't sit like that. Don't don't get on mm-hmm. Uncle Uncle Josh's lap. Not because I'm a pedophile. No, it's because I'm letting you know that you may be able to trust this man. But if you ju- if I if I'm having you jump all over me, you're gonna jump on some other man that's gonna. Now now I, I feel like punch, I feel like punch somebody in the throat. Ain't it ain't <laughs> even happened yet. So even though you're nothing's wrong, you teach your nieces, teach your daughters. That's not what you do with a man. I love you, right. but I'm your uncle. I'm not your dad. I'm not crazy in the head, but I want to teach you that even your own dads, you can't trust sometimes. So you got to be able to teach even in environments where you're not crazy in the head so that in the future, you'd be like, you know what? This don't feel right. I'm out. Right. So Joseph, he left his coat and that's why it's best to just, just shun all appearance of evil and have boundaries. So when people walk by, they see your boundaries. Oh, they in the cafeteria. They ain't going to think twice. Oh, okay. Oh, right. they in an the open space. Oh, okay, she's the aggressor one because all he needs is to send the right woman at the wrong time to make you look crazy. Yep. <clears throat> all right, we're going to move on to the next point. Yeah, because, man, man this, yeah, this men's talk snap. is going, we snapping on the men. <laughs> we snapping, man. You thought the ladies had it bad. I, I tried to tell y'all last week, like, I'm, trust me, I'm going to be 10 and times this, harder and this, on men. And this ain't no fake stuff. We live this, yo. So don't be thinking that we just come and, we live this. We might have to bring hey. our wives and let them tell them for you. Tell y'all for themselves. Legit. Like, this is stuff we have experienced and have learned. Have experienced and learned and from. And you. And learned from. Not, right. be, not learned from a book. I, there's some stuff we did. I'm sure BD has done. I've done. It wasn't atrocious. But we learned from. Trust me. We had exactly. some arguments. We I've learned. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Last thing I'm I want to say, right. BD, real quick. Oh, go ahead. Man, you have to be okay. The best way to always have a peaceful home, you have you should not mind your wife being your accountability. Like BD said about passwords, let her have everything. Mm-hmm. Let her have all the passwords. Let her because if you give it to her, she there's no need to check. If you know she has it, I promise you, you'll 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 move differently. Not because oh she got the passwords, but because hey. What if your phone's locked out? She got the password, so it helps you out. <laughs> there you go. All right. Number three. Ways that men, uh, mistakes that men make in relationships. Holding in and or not communicating negative emotions. Mm. Now, this is a big one. And these are ones that, look, I'm trying to tell you, like, we stepping on, I know for me, I'm stepping on my <laughs> own feet, especially with these last two. Yeah. Things that I still have to work on to this day. A lot of times when it comes to communication, we as men are not as good. You know, it's an area that we have to really work on. And so, you know, women more so are, you know, more apt to open the doors of communication and talk about things that are bothering them and, and, and want to talk things out. A lot of times as men, it doesn't necessarily come natural to us because we don't we don't talk as much and we're just naturally hold stuff in. We'd, we'd rather avoid, you know, conflict sometimes and just, you know, put our focus on something else like watching TV or, you know, looking at our phone. 
than communicating when something is actually, you know, wrong with the relationship. Something needs to be addressed. Something needs to be, you know, <clears throat> improved. We'll hold that in and we won't communicate it. And, and it builds up over time, you know, that that issue doesn't go away. The only thing that builds up is resentment on both sides and it doesn't make things better. So that's something that we really have to work on as men is communicating, you know, negative emotions and positive emotions. Like, you know, we wrote down negative emotions, but it's positive emotions as well. And I catch myself a lot of times, man, I'll see my wife do something and I'll just be like, man, like she really is amazing. Like she, like she be holding it down and I catch myself. I'm like, tell her, tell her she didn't, you know what I mean? She can't read your mind. And <clears throat> sometimes I really be catching my like, man, I really, in my mind, I felt like she like telepathically heard the thing that I just said about her, but she didn't, she doesn't know. So she's changing three diapers at once. And you're like, wow, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like my wife is the, the best out here. And she doesn't hear that. She just sees he's over there <laughs> watching TV and not helping me. I'm changing these diapers and struggling. And I'm probably not a really good mother. Tell her. Communicate. All right. Um, there was another point that I actually wanted to talk about, but it, it kind of ties into this one is like actually like being present <clears throat> in the relationship. <clears throat> and not just physically. That goes beyond physically. Not just because you're at the house doesn't mean you're present. Right. You know, that's right. If you're at the house, but you're on your phone, if you're at the house, but you're preoccupied by the TV, if you're you, you know, you're not you're not paying attention to your wife, you're not paying attention to your kids, you're not communicating, then you're not present. And a lot of men do that. We get home and we tune out mm -hmm. and we're not really present. We're not communicating. We're not involved. We're not addressing things that need to be addressed. That is how a mistake that a lot of men make <clears throat> in relationships you have to communicate. Listen, man, whatever you focus on flourishes. And a lot of men, their their companies, their job, their career flourishes, but not their family. Like I said earlier, what you tend will end. What you don't tend will end. And that's what BD is saying about being present. Because, you know, whether or not you tend a flower, that flower is going to grow. But what's growing with that flower? You see what I'm saying? Like, so if I don't tend my wife, what's growing? Even though she's growing... There could be weeds growing around her that I, if yep. I, I would have been able to spot because I was present. That's why right. you have to practice that before you marry and before you have children, because <clears throat> God really did a change in me. And this is what this is me being transparent. <clears throat> there was a time, a point in my life that in my life, I put my ministry even above God. So it was ministry, God, maybe myself and whatever. And my wife spotted that before, while we was dating. And she had a real issue with that. She was like, why would I marry you if I feel that you put your ministry, who's your mistress, before me? Mm. And then what I realized was my order of ministry was off. That in order for me to be a proper minister to my wife, I have to first minister to God, minister to myself, and then minister to her. Because if I'm no good of myself, then I'm no good to her. And so if I'm present... It's because I've been in his presence. See, <clears throat> the presence of God is where there's the fullness of joy. Then you will feel the fullness of joy to actually be active in your marriage, to actually say, you know what? I want to be present here. I actually love this more than I do my career. And people will ask me, so why you don't do unplug as often? Or why do you do stuff from home? It's because I have a home now. 
You see what I'm saying? I, I, I got to, God will benefit me. And most men get tempted into being present in their job more than being present at home and think and disguising it as provision. Mm-mm. Provision is much more than just providing a house. Are you contributing to providing a home? You got to be, you, you can't just provide for a woman financially and think you a man. And most men do that. Well, I got a good job. Good guys. The bills are paid. Are you paying her emotional bill? Are you paying her spiritual bill? Are you paying a physical bill? He says, are you taking care of her holistically? And you can't do that if you're not present. So if, if you don't tend it, weeds are going to grow in her mind and she's going to think that you don't really love her and then she's going to get in unstable and then, not, then you're going to be restless. Fellas, if you don't hear nothing else that we had to say today, if you want to come to a home of rest, make sure mm. her mind is at ease. Mm. That's it. If you want peace, make sure her mind is peaceful. I'm telling you, and you do that. Listen, I used to be like, you know, why I got to cuddle, man? Why I got to do all this, man? <laughs> I realized, I learned after the first few months of being married, if you give her just this 20 minutes, she'll give you those mm-hmm. two hours you wanted. That's it. Right. We think I got to give her two hours to get my note. If you just really just be present for 20 to 30 minutes, and I know it's like nails on a board. But if you just say, you know what? This is my responsibility. You'll be able to get to what you want to get to if you give her what she needs. That's all I got right there, BD. Yeah. And I mean, we kind of we kind of merged into the fourth point, which was uh, failing to maintain a work-life balance. But that's okay. We, we're good on time. So, But also, um, before that, BD, before we transition, I have some points right here, man. I really want to give the guys three things. You yep. can't fix everything. Okay. So you got to cast your care to God. That's right. So a lot of men hold things inside thinking they're going to eventually get to it. No, you got to cast that care to God. Also about the negative. You got to communicate to your wife when you're not happy. Like marriage is not about a happy wife, happy life. A marriage is about a happy house, happy spouse. You say happy spouse, happy house. It ain't mm. about a happy. And that philosophy has gotten to the men's mind. It has been, been manipulative. It has been used as a manipulative tool by some women. <clears throat> or has been perpetuated throughout society as in all happiness for the home must be because the wife is happy. No, 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 no. You have to be happy too, fellas. You you yeah. got to be able to communicate your concerns in relationship too and not be afraid. Right. You got to have a backbone and say, I don't like when you do that. I don't yeah. like the way you talk to me like that. I don't right. like the way you do this. You know what I'm saying? And it's not being mean. It's like, you know what? I need to, you know, you know how, you know how they make us feel when they be like, we need to talk. Make them feel mm-hmm. the same way. That should be a norm. When you're not happy, I listen. One thing about me, I communicate how I feel because I I've <laughs> harbored resentment towards people that I shouldn't have. Right now with my wife, I didn't I didn't want those patterns. So I say, you know what? If I don't like something, say something. Right, and absolutely, you have to be. You have to use wisdom, of course. Of course, when you're communicating, you know those things. Um, definitely spend time with God before you before you address <clears throat> it, but. You do want to do that because if you don't, over time, if you're just, oh, I'm not going to say anything, you know, I don't really like how she does that. I don't like how she talks to me. I don't like what she says about the, you know, I don't want to upset her. So I don't want to bring it up. Over time, she's going to gradually lose respect for you. Okay. So when you do, you know, decide, all right, I've had enough and it's boiled up and you Mm. lash out or whatever, she's not trying to hear it. 
because you ain't never said nothing before. I've been talking to you like this. So what do I need to listen to you? Uh, what do I need to listen to you now? So you have to, you know, you ha- you do have to address things. You can't just hold things in and not communicate, you know, the issues that you have and the concerns that you have. Yeah. Because those things, they fester. BD. They bubble up. I call it the spicy chicken sandwich. Mm. The spicy chicken sandwich of proper communication when communicating your concerns. Okay. A spicy chicken sandwich, a ch- spicy chicken is in between two pieces of bread. Mm. This is how you communicate to a person. Celebrate, critique, celebrate. Right. Celebrate them first. Don't just go to them talking about you all just do stuff wrong. You don't say, babe, I like the way you did this, man. You you really do a good job in this area. But, babe, when you do this, it really bothers me. But, babe, I understand with the children that you can find yourself in these moments. But I just want to let you know Uh, that this is what bothers me. There's a proper way to communicate your concerns. I call it the spicy chicken sandwich because the middle is going to be spicy. But it's in between good, soft buns that will be able to soak up the spice enough. Bruh, that's 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 a jewel right there, yeah. man. Like if you can get that one down, it's an art. Man, it's an art to that. It is. It's an art to it. You got to be able to communicate. That's part of the leadership. Like being able to communicate, being able to address concerns. It's not how you what you say. It's how you say it. If you can learn how to, like Je said, spicy chicken sandwich, whatever you want to call it, to remember. That's right. You know, don't just come at her with say you have a concern, you just come straight with that concern. Mm-mm. You do this wrong. You should do this. Put no. it, put it in two good Hawaiian roll buns. Put it in, ooh, between two fluffy Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Because look, come on now. Like, that, your wife does things well. Yeah. There's things about <clears throat> your wife that you probably have not shown her enough appreciation for. Let's lead with one of those. Yeah. And end with Lead with that. <laughs> and end with that. But in between there, you slide in that, you know, that little, let's work on this. <laughs> and it's not going to be taken, you know, the wrong type of way. It's not going to lead to an argument. It's not going to lead to, you know, uh, yelling at each other in a, in a dispute. You have to know how to communicate uh, concerns. You have to be able to address things as a man, but know how to address them. Because if you address them the wrong way... It's going to lead into an argument and nobody wins. Nobody wins. Whew. Man, we giving gems but, on this one, BD. Oh, yeah. Last, absolutely. last one, BD, because we talking about the men. We can go about three days. We really can. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the last point, like I said, um, Josh got into it a little bit, um, but it is failing to maintain a work-life balance. Now, we talk about all the time on the Good Guys podcast. Our responsibility as men is to provide, and that is a responsibility. But as a man, your responsibilities are multifaceted. It's not just enough to, uh, hey, uh, good guys, J-E-B-D, I got a good job. I'm making a lot of money. Y'all said I need to provide. Look at me. I'm making 80000 a year. I'm making 100000 a year. I'm providing. I got this thing on lock. No. how much time does that job take up are you too tired in going you know as hard as you're going on the job to provide is that taking all of your energy to where when you get home you have nothing left for your wife and or or nothing left for your kids because if that's the case then no you're still not winning 
It's not enough to just provide Mm -mm. as a man. It's not enough. You still have to, like, you got to be killing it on all fronts. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And I'm not perfect. J.E.'s not perfect. These are things that we have to work on as well. But you know what I mean? I'm always striving to be better as a man, as the head of my household. I'm striving to kill it at work and give everything I got on the job so that I can provide for my family and set up my own businesses and, and, and you know, intellectual property and things uh, that I can pass on to my kids and, and establish generational wealth and buy real estate, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. OK, when I leave that, I'm striving to kill it at home. Spend time with my wife, let her know what's going on, how I'm feeling, ask her how her day was. I'm looking to kill it with my kids, spend time with them and, you know, make sure that I'm instructing and teaching them in the way that they should go. And I'm looking to kill it in my relationship with God, spending time with God, getting in my words, staying prayed up so I can hear from him. All fronts. You have to be killing it. That's your goal. If you're not there, that's fine. I'm not there. I'm still working on it. But that's what you have to strive for. Those those are your responsibilities as a man. So every day when you get up, I'm getting after it. I got to kill it on every front. I'm not going to drop the ball and not provide for my family. I'm not going to drop the ball and not give my wife the attention and compliments and leadership that she deserves. I'm not going to drop the ball in my relationship with God because that's how I lead. I need to hear from God and get the guidance in order to, 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 to carry on into every other aspect of my life. That is the balance that you have to maintain. You have to maintain a work-life balance. You have to balance your work, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with God. You got to balance all three. And if you don't, that is what can kill a lot of relationships. BD, I got one thing I want to say to the people, to the men out there. If you don't want these responsibilities, don't reach for Don't sign up. Don't, don't reach for this marriage stuff. Don't reach for it. It's okay. The thing about lying to yourself is making you, don't make a woman even, <clears throat> don't allow the pressure of a woman to put you in a position that you know you're not ready for. I'm telling you, you got to be able to say, you know what? I love you. I care about you, but I'm not ready for that. And it's okay not to be ready. I'd rather for you to be on the outside looking in a marriage than being a, and not be ready than be in a marriage and realize, oh shoot, this is what comes with it. And, you, yep. and fellas, you have to understand most careers that pays a lot of money are not considerate of families. Mm. You're going to work these you going to you going to work to get that 100 grand. Yep. You're going to work to get that six figures. That's why you got to know the difference between your career, a career and your calling. Cuz God mm. is not going to have you do anything that's going to sacrifice the family. He nice. <clears throat> If you're in a job right now and it's taking away from your family, quit. Don't quit immediately. De- develop an exit strategy. <laughs> there you go. That was that John the Baptist. Develop an exit that was John the Baptist. The spirit of John the Baptist came upon me. To quit your job. No, 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 no. Develop an exit strategy, because because if you know for a fact it's taking away from your family, you chose that and not God. And God would then help you with the take you from that place to another place. With God, I can say transition. God then will transition you, because God knows how to transition you. There you go. But I'm telling you, fellas, most of these, the world is designed to kill the family, period. The world system is designed to destroy anything God created, period. So the career opportunity looks attractive, but you lose your family. You look in your daughter's eyes, you lost your daughter. 
You look in your yep. son's eyes, you... That's, he don't know you. <clears throat> that's... I will never... I, that's the one thing that... And, and that pushes me into making sure that I perform in every area properly. I don't want to look in my wife's eyes and see that I lost her. I don't want to look in my mm-hmm. kids' eyes and they be like, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. I will sacrifice what... That's why I wrote these books. That's why I do... That's why you go to the intelligent one to develop in intellectual properties so that God can set you up that before you even put seed in your woman, before you even have offspring, you have enough to keep your marriage springing forward because you you could be present. You got to make this money the way God wants you to make it so that you can have cushion and availability to be around your children. But if you got a job right now to take away from your family, man, you got to take you got to look, do some self inventory. And ask yourself, hey, man, you don't have to have that lifestyle. You don't. I'd rather be in a decent home and have my family happy mm. than to be in a mansion and no one knows each other. Man. Mm. I'm done. Sometimes that's what that <clears throat> means. Sometimes that means, like I said earlier, making those calls. Hey, babe, let's scale back. Let's scale back. Because the only way we can maintain this lifestyle is if I'm working 50, 60 hours a week, you working 50, 60 hours a week, you know, we barely spending time with each other. We barely spending time with the kids, but we got this big house, but we got this big car, but we go on vacation. But while I'm on vacation, I'm still taking calls, uh, you know, from, from issues that's going on in the job. We never have quality time as a family. We're not spending time you know, with our kids and teaching and guiding them. They don't know who we, they don't know me. You know what I mean? I can't tell them, you know, instruct and guide them. They're like, I don't know you. You always at work. So sometimes you might have to be being a leader, make that call. Hey, babe, we need to scale back a little bit so that, you know, I can work on have more time, you know, to work on my gifts that God has given me and find out how I can use that, you know, to provide for the family. And and that's going to allow us to have more time together. So Man, fellas, let me just put you on game. The most known river that's flowing in the hearts of men in the resentment category is them realizing that they wasn't available when they should have. Yep. It feels good now. Christmas is amazing now. You see what I'm saying? But I'm telling you right now, it's better to it's better to be in their lives now than to not be in their lives. Then to then to for them to realize that you was never in their life, right? And so that's what I want to leave y'all with, man. All right, and that's pretty much all we've got for today on uh, the four mistakes that men make in relationships. I hope that it added value to you guys. I hope uh, uh, my fellas out here that's watching the Good Guys podcast. I hope it's a call to action for y'all. And like I said, we're preaching to ourselves as well. We still striving. Um, you know, to, 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 to knock it out of the park in every area of our responsibility as well. But hop in the comments, let us know what really spoke to you. Um, any, if you've got any other mistakes that men make, you know, in relationships, hop in the comments and drop that as well. Okay. We're going to keep it moving. Um, we actually had a question, uh, from one of our listeners Mm -hmm. in the comment section. So we are going to do ask a good guy. And let me pull it up here because it's pretty lengthy. Okay. But I'm going to read it. 
It's from Julia Pinciotti. Mm -hmm. All right. So it says, so I met out. I'm sorry. So I went out with a guy I met online. His profile said spiritual, but not religious. Uh, We met the other day and talked. He said he believes something is out there, but just hasn't been exposed to it. He likes how passionate I was about church. I go to a non-denominal church, uh, non-denominational church. And I told him how being with someone who goes to church and is around good men uh, is important to me. He agreed that iron, iron sharpens iron. We left the date off that I would send him a YouTube link to a message from my church. I haven't yet, and it's been two days. Thoughts? Um, I don't know if she meant to say I haven't heard back from him yet. And it's been two days. Uh, thoughts? Should I still do it? No, I don't think that's what she meant. Right, should I still do it? Should I go out with him again? I don't want to missionary date, but I could tell uh, he needed some faith in his life. It could be me that needs it too. Also a pastor from my church said hi and saw us while we were at lunch. Could this be a sign? Thank you for in advance for answering. God bless. Um, J.E., I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, I just want to make I just want to make sure women understand that um, there are certain benefits that are only reserved for your husband. The benefits that one of the benefits that women offer or bring to the table is nurturing. Um, like we said, I think, uh, last podcast is that you were designed to praise a man, not raise a man. And if a man is not, uh, doesn't know who God is, how can he lead you into anything godly? And so the first sign that you heard that you could have noticed was from his profile page that said he was, um, what'd he say? Spiritual, but not religious. Um, Mm -hmm. or, or just doesn't know what's out there. Excuse me. You don't know what's out there. You know what I'm saying? Every every building has a builder. If if mm. if I go to a building, I by logically am am aware that there was someone that built this. And you mean to tell me you can walk around this planet and look around and see things that men can't even create themselves? That male that human technology hasn't even came to to equal standing point with God's creation, and you don't know what's out there. Any person that don't believe in God, all I need for you to do is step outside and look around. And if you don't know who this deity is, I want you to look up to heaven and ask that deity, "Who are you? Reveal yourself to him." And if he's a good God, he will reveal himself to you. And so if this man is unsure of who did this, how will he know what God will require for you, for y'all in a marriage? And so straight from the gate, I will leave him alone because he cannot become spiritual overnight. Do you understand there's a lot of women out there who are unequally yoked with uh, with, uh, a believing man and Mm -hmm. vice versa? Like you can be unequally yoked with a believer. And, and because I don't think God is going to bring a man into your life when he's a babe. All you're going to do is breastfeed him. And now you're going to feel mm-hmm. like you're the spiritual nurturer. No, 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 no. You want God's going to bring you that man that's able to do all holistic health for you, lead you spiritually, lead you physically, keep you stable emotionally. And so <clears throat> I will leave him alone. And, and what I mean by nurturing, you felt deep inside that I'm going to give him a video. No, 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 no. Don't give him no video. He should be looking for God for himself. He should be wanting to know God for himself. So my advice to you is don't go by signs. Don't because your pastor just wanted Chipotle and he was at Chipotle when y'all was at Chipotle. That don't have nothing to do with y'all too. What's really evident in this situation is that this man don't even know God for himself in a deep enough way to be able to guide you the way God will, requires a man to do so. Yeah. And I'm I'm just piggyback off what you said. And I'm going to say this. It is not your responsibility 
to witness to somebody through dating. No. I'll say it again. Mm. It's not your responsibility to witness and bring someone to Christ through dating. Okay? Um, God knows how to find whoever he needs to find. God knows how to find that guy. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be you. If you want to send a video, that's fine. But as far as like considering getting in a relationship with this guy, I would not because for all the reasons that we've stated throughout this entire video, you need somebody who can lead you. And part of leading you is being able to hear from God. Mm -hmm. Like we can't exclude that. Like I'm, I did I'm no. It's not, it's not two separate things. Enable, and, and in order to lead you and the family how it needs to be led, in order to guide you and your family, in order to water you with the word, he has to be plugged in with God. If he's not, if he's out here and he's not sure what's out there, the Bible says, <coughs> an unst uh, you know, a, an unstable man. He's unstable. Uh, uh, yep. I don't know what the I, I'm sorry I messed that one up. But <laughs> a double-minded man is unstable. No, double. Like, there you go. Thank you, man. I'm sorry it escaped me for no, a no, second. No, no, a yeah, double-minded yeah. man is unstable in all his ways, and that's facts. If he doesn't know what's out there, then he's unstable. If he's unstable, then he is not a rock that you can that you want to build on. Okay. Does he need to come to Christ? Absolutely. Does that have to be from you? Not necessarily. That's not your job, right? So I would avoid that situation personally yeah. and wait for the right one. Don't be don't be anxious to get into a relationship where you're, you know, like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. And he might be. And he'll probably be a great, you know, leader for someone else. Maybe later along in his journey, you know, if God draws him, you know, to him and he grows in the things of God. And he'll get to the point where he can lead somebody's family. That doesn't mean it has to be him leading you. That doesn't mean he's the one for you. So I have, for me, yeah. I would probably <clears throat> say no. Yeah, I would say no too. I have two points to go to that. And I'll probably um, just elaborate real briefly on them. One thing I have right here is that um, your dependence will determine your decisions. Most mm. people make desperate decisions because they're not fully dependent on God. If right. your dependency on God, it, it, when you're dependent on God and you love God and you're content in him and he's enough to you and you mentally understand that, you will be able to easily avoid these these situations. You 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 would have looked at the you would have looked at the page and be like, that ain't it. God, you you scroll in social media with God talking about, yeah, we know that's not it. You talk, you and God are like, yeah, that's not it. Because you right. because God is enough to you. Most women, not most women, but a lot of women, a lot of men are so desperate for love because they don't they're not dependent in love capital L. See what I'm saying? Mm. When you know love as a person, you'll be able to operate love as a verb. If when you know love as a noun, you'll be able to know how to do love as a verb. And people are doing love as a verb without knowing love as a noun. Love is a person. And when you know how much he loves you, man, you ever met a girl? There's two types of there's two types of girls and uh we just saying women for now because of the analogy purposes. There's two types mm -hmm. of women, a, a girl that guys, like I say, that you met before. You know a woman who's been loved by what she allows you to do with her. Mm. A woman who is loved, who had a good father in the home, who knows herself, she got limits. A woman who don't know that she's loved, she has no limits. 
And so what happens right. is when you know you love by God, you won't even you won't even waste your time even being in a situation. Or you will be such in love with God, you will be able to recognize the BS that he's pulling out, pulling out to you, his inconsistencies and in statements while you're looking at your cleavage. You see what I'm saying? You'll be able to recognize that. But the last thing that I have for you is this. Salvation is a process. Mm-hmm. Just because a man went to the altar and got saved, he is still not ready to be no husband. Nope. How deep is that man in his sanctification process? Salvation is a process. Just, he went to the altar. Now, y'all, that man that man ain't even deep enough in the sanctification process. He hasn't gone through enough modules. What do people do when they after they get a job, BD? They go through training. Before yeah. they put you on the floor, before they put you out there, they go through training. And people got sent their applications talking about, I'm looking for love. And the first resume they get, they put that person from, from the interviewing room and onto the main floor without giving them no training. God is too wise for that. God ain't going to just right. send you nobody who's a babe in Christ. Do you understand what that means? A babe in Christ. When right. you was a baby, what all could you do? Right. Even though that man is 26, 27, 35, 40 years old, he's still a babe in Christ. I don't right. care how large his portfolio is. I don't care what he offers. In that compartment, that's a lot of learning he must go through. And if he's still wondering what's out there, you should wander away from that joker. So if I was you, I would just let the distance just do what it does and move on. Learn from it and move on. Because if you don't know God for himself, I don't care how much wealth he has, that wealth is vulnerable. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all we've you got. You mean to did tell me a... we did all that in an hour and 30? <laughs> I thought we was going to go two hours. I know, right? Kind of feels like we uh, yeah. we went longer than that. But yeah, we got a good time. Did you have any last minute nugget of truth? Man, for... we gave y'all so many nuggets, man. Y'all straight. <laughs> I can't even. We done said it all. All right. Well, that's all we've got for you here today on the Good Guys Podcast. Again, if you enjoy the content, if it did, if it added any value to you, do us a favor. All right. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you'll know whenever we drop content in the future. All right interact with us hop in the comments we'd love to um we, we love to converse with you in the comment section hit that like button um so that youtube can suggest this content to other people all right other than that my name is brandon dixon i am a happily married man humble father of four he is slim rev uh, je married as well happily, we are happily. the happily married Happily married as well. We are the Good Guys Podcast, and we are out. Peace.